Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. As always, we appreciate you listening every every week at this same time to Bible Crossfire. Of course, this program is designed for you to have a say. You can call in with your Bible question or comment. I was thinking about this verse just now, Proverbs 14, verse 12. That's in the Old Testament. It says, there's a way which... Are the, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, a lot of people in religion, in even what we call Christianity, believers, they don't understand this concept. They think if they're doing what seems right to them, that that's got to be right. That it doesn't really matter so much what the Bible says, that as long as they're sincere and they're doing what seems right to them, then it's okay. We've illustrated that with in mathematics. It's like people think that, Two plus two can equal four and five at the same time. If one group says it's four and another group says it's five, well, in religion, you can do that and both be right. No, the Bible says, Proverbs fourteen twelve again, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm convinced that's talking about spiritual death. If you go the way that seems right to you, but it's not actually what is right, that leads to spiritual death. It doesn't matter I mean, it matters if you're sincere, but that's not all that matters. You can't just say, well, I'm doing what seems right to me. I'm following my pastor, pastor, therefore I'm okay. No, it may seem right to you, but if it's not right, then the end there are the ways of death. How do you know what's right? If, we, if what, what seems right to us is not necessarily what's right, there must be an objective standard. Yes, it's the Bible. Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So what defines for the, us for what, what truth is, religious truth, is God's word. So God's word tells us what's right. And it's not necessarily what seems right to us. If God's word contradicts what seems right to us, then we're wrong. God's word is right. If it seems right to us that once saved, always saved is true, for example. A lot of people, that seems right. They, they throw up their hands and say, if it's not once saved, always saved, how could anybody be saved? So it seems right to them. It doesn't matter. Galatians 5, 4, talking about people who are trying to be justified by the law, said you are fallen from grace. So it may seem right, once saved, always saved, that you can't fall from grace. But the Bible teaches you can fall from grace. It may seem right to a lot of people that you don't have to be baptized to be saved, that all you have to do is believe. But Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So just because it seems right doesn't mean that it's right. Jesus in the Bible defines for us what's right. He says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It may seem right to you. To, to that it's okay with God if you stay in a second or third marriage that's that's in violation of Matthew 19.9, but that doesn't make you right. Jesus said who in Matthew 19.9, whoever puts away their wife except it be for fornication and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries uh, the woman put away doth commit adultery also. So it doesn't matter if it seems right that you're in a second or third marriage, and, and it, if it's in violation of Matthew 19.9, Jesus calls that marriage adultery. So it's not right. The end thereof are the ways of death. It may seem right for a lot of churches, and I know it does, to allow gay marriage. They say, well, it's two consenting adults. Why shouldn't it be right? It seems right to them. Of course, God makes it clear in Romans 1, 26 and 27, that this is, this, this is a sin. Gay marriage is not right. Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 through 6, Jesus said in the beginning, God made them male and female. He said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife. So male... The Bible defines scriptural marriage as between male and female. Now, we have something called marriage in our society. Uh, um, I guess every state allows it now. 
that allows a man to marry a man or a woman to marry a woman. But scriptural marriage, meaning a marriage that's approved of by God, is defined as male and female, according to Matthew 19, 4 through 6. If you have a Bible question or comment, be sure and call us. You can get on the air right now. The line is wide open. 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. I was thinking about a call that actually I think there were two calls last week and maybe three or four weeks ago, a call with the same idea. And that call had to do with, well, how are we supposed to baptize? There's a teaching out there that it makes a difference what the baptizer says when he baptizes some, somebody. Some people will say, well, he has to say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus. And they think Acts 2.38 and two or three other passages teach that. And then some say, no, you have to say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they get Matthew 28.19 to try to prove that. And the problem is they're misunderstanding what it means to baptize in the name of somebody. It's not telling the preacher, the baptizer, what to say. It's telling the person what to do or the baptizer what to do. To baptize in the name of Christ and to baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are the same thing. It just means to baptize by the authority of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost or by the authority of Christ. It doesn't have anything to do necessarily with what the baptizer says. You know, if it did, then Matthew 28, 19... And Acts 2.38 would contradict one another because Matthew 28.19 would mean this. If baptizing in the name of something means say what follows, here's what Matthew 28.19 would teach. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, saying the words, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But now here's what Acts 2.38 would mean. If baptizing in the name of something means say those words, it would mean then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, the baptizer saying the words Jesus Christ. Well, that would be a contradiction in the Bible. You would have Matthew 28, 19 teaching the apostles and everybody else to baptize saying the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And then you'd have passages like Acts 2, 38 teaching that the baptizers to say the name Jesus Christ. There would be a contradiction. That should tell us something. There is no contradiction in the Bible. God wrote the whole thing. He's not going to contradict himself. He's not like a man to say one thing. He's not going to say two plus two equal four in one place and two plus two equal five in another. These verses don't contradict one another. Neither one of them are telling what the baptizer is to say. Let's look up the definitions for this phrase in the name of Christ. According to Thayer, this is probably the most well-known Bible dictionary. When I say Bible dictionary, Thayer is not defining English words. He's going back to the Greek and defining the Greek words. And he defines in the name of Christ. He says, to do a thing by one's command and authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. That's what it means. To baptize in the name of means baptized by his authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. So when we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we baptize in the name of Jesus, that's saying the same thing. Because it's not talking about what the baptizer is to say. It's not talking about, quote, baptismal formula of words. It's talking about baptized based upon that person's command and authority on his behalf, promoting his cause. So when we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or in the name of Christ, that's the same thing. We're baptizing by their command, their authority, acting on their behalf, promoting their cause. According, here's an English dictionary definition of in the name of. It says, this is from Webster's New 20th Century Dictionary. He says, in appeal or reference to, 
by the authority of, as the representative of, as belonging to. So, so you know, my favorite TV show that I use as illustrations a lot, the Andy Griffith show. What if Barney Fife says somebody's speeding through Mayberry and he says, stop in the name of the law. What does he mean? He means it's not just me telling you to stop. It's I'm acting by the authority of the law of Mayberry. I'm acting as their representative. That's what it means. To baptize in the name of Jesus doesn't mean say I baptize in the name of Jesus. It means doing it. It means baptize them by the authority of Christ as a representative of Christ. And when you baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it means the same thing. Baptize by their authority as the representative of them. It doesn't have anything to do necessarily with what the baptizer says. And that's where people have gone wrong. Here's another Bible dictionary, Vines. Vines says in the name means representing the authority of Christ in recognition of the authority of. And he lists both Matthew 28, 19 and Acts 8, verse 16. So he's saying both of those passages, one that says baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, one says baptize in the name of Jesus, they both mean not say some particular words. They don't mean that. They mean baptize representing the authority of Christ in recognition of the authority of Christ. Back to Mr. Thayer, he defines this phrase, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He says it means by the authority of the Lord. You see, it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with what the baptizer says, the words he says. He says to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ means to baptize by his authority. Just like Barney Fife, when he says stop in the name of the law, he's telling somebody to stop by the authority of the law, the law of Mayberry. Illustration. Can you see the difference in, in someone saying they're a Christian and actually being a Christian? Well, if you can see the difference in there, you ought to be able to see the difference in saying I baptize you in the name of Christ and actually baptizing somebody in the name of Christ. Actually baptizing somebody in the, somebody in the name of Christ doesn't mean say it. It means to baptize them by the authority of Christ. Now, you can say that if you want to. It's not a sin to say it. I'm not saying that, but you don't have to. If you want to say, I baptize you in the name of Christ, or I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you're just accurately describing what you're doing, but the saying is not what's being required. Now, let's confirm this, these definitions. The Bible actually confirms these definitions. If we go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, and read that, it says, and well, before I do, let me mention the number. The lines are wide open. If you have a Bible question or comment, Give us a call at 877-655-6755. On this or any other Bible topic, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Colossians 3.17 reads this way. And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So Acts 2.38 Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, 48, Acts 19, 5, say, baptize in the name of Jesus. But this says, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if those passages mean you have to say the name Jesus when you baptize somebody, then this would mean, Colossians 3, 17, since it says the same thing about whatever you do, it would mean whatever you do in word or deed, you'd have to say the name Jesus. You see how that makes sense? For example, if I were to Whenever mother makes lunch for her kids, maybe they're going off to school, and she makes lunch for them, she'd have to say, I make this lunch in the name of Jesus. Or whenever daddy kisses mother goodbye before he goes to work, he would have to say, I kiss you in the name of Jesus. 
Or whenever the son takes out the garbage, he'd have to say, I take this garbage out in the name of Jesus. Or whenever the daughter loads the dishwasher, she'd have to say, I load this dishwasher in the name of Jesus. Or whenever the daddy spanks a child, he'd have to say, I spank you in the name of Jesus. Or whenever daddy drives a nail at his construction job, he'd have to say, I, I drive this nail in the name of Jesus. If that's what that means, because it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. If doing something in the name of Jesus means say the name Jesus, then that means whatever we do in word or deed, we'd have to say the name Jesus verbally. If baptize in the name of Jesus, Acts 2.38 means baptize somebody saying the words, I baptize in the name of Jesus. Then this passage, Colossians 3.17, since it says whatever you do in word or deed, not, not talking about just baptism, it's talking about whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means whatever we do in word or deed, we'd have to say, I do this in the name of Jesus. Mother making lunch, that's doing something in word or deed. Daddy kissing mother, son taking out the garbage, daughter loading the dishwasher, daddy spanking the child, daddy driving a nail at his construction job. Those are come under the category of whatever we do in word or deed. So if whatever we do in word or deed has to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus, it, it does. And that means you have to say the name Jesus. That means if you do any of those things, matter of fact, if you do anything and every single thing that you do, you have to say, I do this in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's obviously not what Colossians 3.17 is saying. Nobody believes that when it says whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Nobody believes that means you have to say the name Jesus every time you do it. Of course not. I've got a couple of preachers here that tell us it doesn't mean that in Colossians 3.17. David Bernard in his book, The New Birth, he says the verse, talking about Colossians 3.17, primarily means to say or do everything with the power and authority of Jesus as his representative as his follower, and independence upon him. So David Bernard understands the truth about this. Do everything with the power and authority of Jesus as his representative. So why wouldn't the same phrase in the name of the Lord Jesus mean the same thing in Acts 2.38 that Mr. Bernard says it means in Colossians 3.17? Well, he's just confirming what, what Thayer and Vine said, isn't he? So that is what it means. If you have a Bible question or comment, Give us a call at 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. So what we're saying is Matthew 9, 28, 19, that says to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's not telling the baptizer what to say. It's telling him what to do. It's saying he should baptize by the authority of Christ as a representative of Christ because Christ told him to do it. And when Acts 2.38 says baptize in the name of Jesus, it means the exact same thing. It's not saying what the baptizer is to say. It's saying that you're supposed to be baptized by the authority of Christ as his representative because he told you to do it. Has nothing to do necessarily with what a person is to say. That's something that somebody dreamed up maybe a hundred years ago. It's not in the Bible. Now, to help confirm this, let's go to Acts chapter 2. And look at some verses surrounding verse 38, because it does tell us what the preacher said in those cases, but not when he baptized the person. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call, 877-655-6755. For example, in Acts 2, let's look at the sermon in verse 14 through 40. In verse 14, it says, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them. And then it tells us what he said. So we know what Peter said. How do we know Peter said it? Because the Bible says he said it. 
Verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Peter said unto them. So we know what he said. In verse 40 it says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying. You see you have the word said, said, saying. So you see it's telling us what the person said. But when you get down to verse 41, when the people were baptized, it doesn't tell us what Peter said. Verse 41 of Acts 2 just says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added to them about 3,000 souls. It doesn't tell us what was said when the people were baptized. Now, it tells us what Peter said in verse 14 and following. It tells us what Peter said in verse 38. It tells us that Peter was saying some things in verse 40. But when you get down to the baptism, it doesn't say what Peter said. Yet we have churches trying to bind and say you got to say this certain formula of words. But if you really look at the verse, it doesn't tell us what the preacher said when he baptized somebody. So we can't bind that. How about next 19 verses 2 through 5? Remember, 5 is where it talks about baptizing people in the name of Jesus. But I suggest to you, it doesn't tell us what the baptizer said in those cases. In verse 2, talking about Paul, he's one that's preaching here. It said, he said unto them. And it tells us what he said. Same with verse 3. He said unto them. It tells us what he said. Verse 4, then said Paul. It tells us what he said. They're in, if you're looking in your Bible, it'll be in quotation marks. It, quotation marks. It tells us what he said. It says he said this, and it tells us what he said. But when you get down to verse 5, it doesn't tell us what Paul said, what the preacher said, what the baptizer said. It says when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't tell us what the baptizer said. It, tell us, it tells us what they did. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's talking about what the people did, not the preacher. The people who were submitting to baptism were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? Well, we've already seen the definitions for it. They were baptized by the authority of Christ. They were baptized because Christ told them to do it. Just like Barney Fife says, stop in the name of the law. He means I'm a representative of the law. I'm telling you to stop. It's not just Barney Fife. It's the law of Mayberry telling you to stop. So when a person gets baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, it doesn't mean the preacher said any particular thing. It means the person's being baptized because the Lord told him to. He's doing it by the authority of Christ. And when a person gets baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it means the same thing. It doesn't. It's not talking about what the preacher says. It means that the person is being baptized by the authority of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because the Father, Son, and, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost told him to be baptized. When you look at all the cases in the book of Acts, you'll never see what the baptizer says. For example, the Jews in Acts 2, they, there were some people baptized, like 3,000 of them. It doesn't say what the baptizer said. In Acts 8, the Samaritans were baptized. doesn't say what the preacher said when he baptized them. In Acts 8, the Ethiopian eunuch was baptized. It doesn't tell what Philip said when he baptized him. In Acts 9, Paul was in 22, Paul was baptized. doesn't tell us when Ananias said when Paul was baptized. In Acts 10, Cornelius and his friends were baptized. It doesn't tell us what Peter said when he baptized them. In Acts 16, Lydia's household was baptized. It doesn't tell what Paul said when he baptized them. In Acts 16, the jailer's household were baptized. It doesn't say what Paul said when he baptized them. In Acts 18, verse 8, it talks about the Corinthians being believing and being baptized. It doesn't say what the preacher, the baptizer, said when he baptized them. In Acts 19, which we just went over, the Ephesians were baptized. It doesn't tell us what was said. It's never recorded for us what words were spoken over those that were baptized anywhere in the whole Bible. Anywhere. And as I said, 
if it were trying to tell us the words, then you'd have Matthew 28, 19 saying, say the words, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you'd have Acts 2, 38 saying, say the word, name Jesus. And it would be a contradiction. That's how we know. If you have a Bible question or comment, I want you to give me a call at 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. I was reading too long ago, and it was advertising this documentary about Charles Manson. And here's what the advertisement said. What goes on inside the criminal mind? How does a pathological liar instill loyalty loyalty so deep that followers willingly, happily murder in his name. So the advertisement for the documentary about Charles Manson said that those people that murdered for him murdered in his name. That's what the blurb said. Does that mean they, every time they murder somebody, they said, I murder you in the name of Charles Manson? That's not what it meant. We know it doesn't mean that. It, it doesn't mean they invoked his name orally every time they murdered in his name. It means that Manson's followers murdered as representative of Charles Manson by his command and authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. In other words, it's talking about what they were doing, not what they were saying. You say, well, you can't compare that to the Bible. Yes, you can, because we're trying to find out what the phrase in his name means. And everybody can see from this quote, when it says the people murdered in Charles Manson's name, that that doesn't mean they said the name Jesus when they murdered, for Manson, it means they murdered as representatives of Manson by his command and authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. That's what the phrase in his name means. So when you see baptized in the name of Jesus in Acts 2.38, it doesn't have anything to do with what the baptizer says. It means that you baptize people as representatives of Christ by Christ's command and authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. Cause. Same thing with Matthew 28, 19. It doesn't mean you say necessarily the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, the Catholics may think that, but the Catholics are wrong about that. It means that you baptize as representatives of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by their command and authority, acting on their behalf and promoting their cause. Now, you probably, some of you are wondering, why would you bring this up? Well, I haven't spoken on it really, uh, uh, the whole time I've been doing this radio program since July 2015. But it keeps coming up with callers. They keep bringing it up. So it's important to some of the callers. And I think two of the callers brought it up last week. Why is this issue important? Why is it important to understand that baptizing in the name of Jesus doesn't mean I say I baptize you in the name of Jesus, but it means do it, baptized by his authority, acting on his behalf, promoting his cause. Why is that issue important? Well, let me read two or three passages that I read on this program a lot. Matthew 15, verse 9. Jesus said, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So when a church teaches that baptizing in Jesus' name means you have the baptizer has to say, I baptize in the name of Jesus, or the baptism is invalid, is not scriptural, then they're teaching a doctrine of men, since the Bible doesn't teach that, and their worship becomes in vain, useless or worthless, and you can't go to heaven that way. Matthew 15, verse 14, Jesus said, let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. If you're part of a church that says baptizing in Jesus' name means you have to say the name Jesus when you baptize, or the baptism is invalid or unscriptural, and you follow that, that's a blind 
leader, that's a blind follower following a blind leader. Both are going to be lost. Both are going to fall in the ditch. So it matters what we believe and it matters what we teach in religion. Lastly, Second John verse 9 says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If we don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, we don't have God, we can't be saved. And teaching that you have to baptize with a certain set formula of words is not abiding in the doctrine of Christ. Therefore, the people that believe, teach, and practice that, they don't have God, they're not going to be saved. We're going to have to go off the air, but if you'd like a free one-hour phone Bible study with me sometime at your convenience, call or text me at 256-682-9753. Perhaps you'd like to study this subject or any other Bible subject. I'm available to study with you. I'll, I'll work my schedule out so I can study with you at your convenience. Call or text me, 256-682-9753. The Bible study is free. We do it over the phone. Anytime when it's convenient for you, free one-hour phone Bible study. Call or text me, 256-682-9753.